Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Joff Lacey. And I'm Laura Shepherd. We're heading to your house. With a little bit of madness in this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. This week we're at Petersfield's Festival Hall as the Petersfield Theatre Group move in for their upcoming musical production of Our House. Amongst the hustle and bustle of what's called the Get-In, we'll meet members of this local amateur dramatics group as they prepare to head to Camden Town to discover if it must be love. If you love Petersfield, I love the square, the hangers, the open air swimming pool, lots of fun shops, then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello, Joff. It's nice to be with you. And I expected to be with you today. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, thank you for, for being my co host this week. Claire's sadly lost her voice, got a bit of a cold. Oh, bless her. And as you might be aware, we're um, hosting the Christmas Lights Switch On show on Friday, and she wants to be ready for that. Fair so enough. I said, Take it easy. I might do this on my own, but then you've appeared. Like, like an angel. Like an angel. <laughs> and it is lovely to see you. And lovely you to do. have you part of the people this week. Thank you, Jill. So how are you, how are you keeping? I'm keeping very well, thank you. Well, this morning, the reason I've seen you unexpectedly today is because <laughs> I was bringing all the kit up to the Festival Hall. Yes. Because we've been recording a radio play of A Christmas Carol, which you're going to hear on Shine Radio wow. over the festive season. Wow. And how did that come together? So my husband edited uh, a radio drama script from uh, the original novel. So we just started from scratch with the novel. Um, and it really came out of one of our Shine Radio social meetings. We were chatting about what we're going to do at Christmas, when do we start yes. playing Christmas music, those kind of chats. And I was like, oh, radio play, please. <laughs> um, so it came out from that. I had some auditions last weekend. And then this uh, weekend, we had one rehearsal uh, the day after and then another rehearsal midweek. And then we've been recording this this morning and we're doing a bit more recording later on. And we've been recording some of the sound effects which is really wow. good fun. So how, how, long, how long is the play? Uh, it's going to be less than an hour so it's, right. a, it's going to be a short, so short contracted radio play so it's not going to be on for hours and hours and hours. I think probably including all the sort of opening and closing music about 50 minutes. Right and who's um, Scrooge? Phil Humphreys oh, is Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, who else? Yes and how's Chine Radio been for you recently? So I had to take a bit of a step back for a while. I had a really bad back and I was right. quite on quite strong painkillers that really made me feel very ill. Got any left? Um, but at the same time, <laughs> I still needed to keep them. So I kind of was taking a step back. I've yes. been sort of trying to do some training up until then. I had to sort of really pull back. Um, but I'm now coming out the other side of it and getting going with the... Uh, kind of better health and sort of approaching things with much gusto again for Shine Radio. Great stuff. Yes, it's all going well. And you've done some performing as well this year, I believe. Actually, I'm mid-show at the moment. Yes, well, I obviously directed The Women in White for Winter Players, as you you know, came to talk to us on on the Peapod. And uh, straight after that, uh, down in Haven, there's a lovely little um, art centre there, actually, uh, and a bench theatre, a group that perform there. And there are eight new plays that have been written, and there's four on each night, so there's alternating nights. Right. I'm in two of them. Wow. So I do one play 
one night, another play the next, entirely different characters, but they're short half-hour oh, right. plays. And I, I've, I just love performing with them. I love the fact they support new writing, that kind of thing. So it's nice to do really modern things sometimes. So I'm really enjoying doing that. So that's lovely. And you are also rehearsing for more than one thing. I'm rehearsing moment. for more things. Yes, so we're two weeks away from art, which is um, a three-man production. I think I've got to learn at least 20 pages worth of uh, lines. Oh, that's a lot of lines. And, and at the same time, have a full-time job and also learn lines and dancing with a panto. And how are you at dancing, Joff? It really depends who you speak to. <laughs> In my eyes, I'm the next Wayne Sleep. In other people's <laughs> eyes... Not so much. Not so much. I can't wait to see the panther. I can't wait to see art. Now, you're doing art with the group you did Canterbury Tales with in the summer. Yes, Night of Unicorn. So, uh, yeah, I've got Ben Gander and Martin Hogg. Martin was in the Canterbury Tales. It's tough. It's tough, but it's good fun. Learning is a different type of character that I'm used, used to playing. So out of my comfort zone to a certain extent. But it's it's great fun. It's, It's just transporting yourself into another character. Someone potentially that is not you. Yeah. And you find out more about yourself. On the way. On the way. You definitely do. I also think with a small cast, you would expect it to be easier, but it's actually much more intensive, isn't it? Um, because there's only three of you. Yes. And when somebody stops speaking, it's only, there's only a choice of two people to come in. <laughs> yeah. there is, we, have, we are looking at each other going, well, is it me? <laughs> so, madness. Yes. Do you like madness? I love madness. I'm an 80s girl. I can't help it. Yes. That was the first album I ever bought. Was it? Was, I believe, Madness 7 on cassette. On cassette. On cassette. That takes us back. You listen to it on on your your Walkman or... And you you, you wound the tape back with a pencil because you didn't want to waste the batteries. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What a simpler time. But I think people nowadays are missing the love of a good album because you've got all these other streaming platforms where you can just pick one song. You've got artists pouring their heart and soul into an album and you might pick one song, whereas I used to love just going from start to finish and just feeling the love for that album. I completely agree with you. I think um, there might be one song or maybe two songs that you could kind of take it or leave it, but I think on the whole... There was a really holistic overview and approach to a whole album. They're really quite curated. Yes. And I think you do miss that curation where you have a Spotify playlist that will pick and choose and jump from random. They think they know what you like. Yeah. Well, actually, music is a journey. I I do wonder whether the making of albums has changed because of that as well, though. And actually whether they don't have... I mean, particularly Madness, Queen would have this real kind of overview of how the album is made and the story that it's telling. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I think we probably have lost that a bit. Great stuff, Laura. We would love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please call or WhatsApp us on 01730 or send an email to team at shineradio.uk. Cool. The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such an idyllic place. The Peapod. We've met with the Petersfield Theatre Group before and they're a busy bunch as they prepare for their autumn production of Our House, The Madness Musical. Featuring a collection of familiar hits from the band Madness, 
Our House is a toe-tapping love story that will have you dancing in the aisles. Here to tell us if it must be love is Chairman of PTG, Mr Jeff Wooten. Hi there, how are you doing? Very well, yourself? Thanks for having me again. Well, it's... It seen that long since we chatted last about our uh, previous production. Well, 95. that's it, that's it. So we're going to speak to a variety of people today. Excellent. But we thought we'd start with you as Chairman. You can only get better than Carter. <laughs> How's it gone? Brilliantly. Love it. I mean, this is what I mean. These, this is the, one of the most exciting days because, you know, getting started on Friday. But when you've actually got the band here for particular a musical such as this, you know, celebrating the hits of madness, you need to hear that the brass instruments, you need to hear the band playing and they're going, they're doing it as we speak down in the furthest end of the hall. So I don't think we'll hear them, but uh, we will certainly hear them on the night. We're going to do something different with this peapod. Mm. We're going to be talking to those who actually bring the show together. Your director, your musical director, and that type of thing. To name just a couple. Just to name but a couple. I mean, you could be speaking to anything in excess of 20 or 30 people. (laughs) Because these shows don't don't happen, you know, with just the work of a couple of people. This has been going on for months and months. Um, You know, from from the very moment that you book a show to days like today, when you're finally in the theatre, you've got the band playing over in the far corner, you've got set being painted and, and bits being done, and you've got... Props being brought in, and you've got people coming into the, our interview, and all sorts of things. You know. <laughs> There's, it's never a dull moment. But yes, look, I'm sure you'll hear a lot more from some of the experts who help us put these shows on. So, Jeff, mm. are you a Madness fan? I'd, I'd probably say that I'm a bit of a late, late to the, the sort of party a bit with Madness. I, mean, I remember being at school, this is going to age me a little bit, and being a teenager around the time that all the hits... You know, when, when they were producing seven-inch singles and all those sorts of things. And I do remember seeing them, obviously. But I actually saw... I, so I didn't see the band in their, well, I suppose, what would be called their heyday. Um, but I saw them last year. So I did go oh. and see them play at Windsor Racecourse. And, yeah, I was completely blown away. It, they are just such an incredible British band. Um, they're true icons. Um, and they played every song I wanted them to play in a way I wanted them to play it. It was great fun. There was everyone was smiling, and I think that uh, I'm hoping that everyone in the audience will will do the same come Wednesday. And you're you're in the production. I am. Yes. For, what part yeah. do you play? So interestingly enough, I play the part of Mr. Pressman, who's not the nicest or kindest of characters, sadly. Um, so my my <laughs> premise is that I basically want to knock the house down. Yes, in true Panto style, I would be the Panto villain, you know, because it's, you know, I'm, I'm basically a property developer. That's the, that's the sort of kindest way of describing me. There are far ruder names that the others in the cast call me, but I am essentially a property developer. And do you have a song you sing? Well, I contribute to, to a couple, I suppose. I don't have my own. Do you have a solo? No. Well, I, I, I sort of have a, a few lines, shall we say. <laughs> Oh, I, won't, I won't spot it. You need to come and see it. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it for you live. You've got to try to sell tickets. So what is your favourite Madness song? <laughs> so, I, would, oh, I mean, it's hard, isn't it, to say. I'm a real Nightboat to Cairo fan. Right. You know, I just think that's such a brilliantly written piece of music. And when you hear it, you just can't get it out of your head. And they've just been, they've just been practising that one. They've just been rehearsing that particular number. It's a wonderful song that opens the second act as well. So, you know, you can't fail. that Once you've had a drink at the interval and you've got Nightboat to Cairo, the first one as you come back, so it's just brilliant. That's probably got to be my favourite. Laura, I forgot to ask you. What, what, what would you say would be your favourite Madness song? It Must Be Love. Oh. And you're going to get that one as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you my, couldn't have a madness musical without couldn't. it, let's Did face you? it. Well, looking at you, I'm thinking baggy trousers. Not <laughs> <laughs> rude. Uh, no, I'm Bed and Breakfast Man. Yes, great track. Which is a great track. It is. But I also like one of their latest songs, Liberty oh. of Norton Folgate. Oh, okay. <gasps> That's a brilliant album. Great knowledge on that. And that is a, it's a ten minute, it's a, it's the last song, it's a ten minute song covering. Epic. Yeah. It is a fantastic song. Yes. It is like it's a, yeah. like a, an operetta. That was going to be my second choice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So hunt that one out. I will now, absolutely. But I mean, I think the more that you know, I've sort of worked on this production, the more you realise just how great songwriters they were. There's a misconception that they're a singles band. I've got most of their albums, mm. and there's not many bad songs no. in any of their albums. You're absolutely right. There's a real depth to what they what they did, far far more than the singles would would suggest. Great music, and hopefully we'll do the band proud. Brilliant. Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you ever so much. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Joining us hot-footed from the stage is set designer Roger Wettone. Hello, Roger. How are you? I'm I'm very well, Geoff. Thank you. Great. So, A, how did you get involved? And and B, how difficult was it to create the set? Well, I've been involved with set building for probably 20 years now. Um, Between myself and Andy Tubbs, We've designed all the sets for PTG, uh, so, so so quite a lot. Um, so uh, that so that's how I've got, if I'm not designing, then we're up up at the farm at uh, Wetham, uh, building them and painting them. So involved in one capacity or another. Uh, in terms of this one, I I've almost fell into it because I'm not sure I've ever agreed to do it, but I I'm, I am doing it, and uh, uh, and it's been great. So we we uh, had a I had a discussion with. Adam, who's the director, about what he wanted. I didn't, I didn't particularly know the show, so uh, um, uh, for, fortunately, there was a uh, on YouTube. There is there is a, a, um, a showing of the original West End production, so I could actually have a look from that. Right. It's quite a complicated storyline with a good Joe and a bad Joe, and how you represent that. Uh, but we had we had the discussion about what was possible and what was not possible. He was very keen to have it on the stage because they, they, they wanted to use the orchestra pit, which actually we haven't used for quite a number of years. So that restricted us. And, and then it needed a gantry because a lot of it takes place ab- above the playing area. Uh, so from that necessarily, uh, the playing area is, is fairly restricted. But uh, that's what he wanted. Um, and it really just takes place outside the house of the hero, Joe Casey, but in fact, because you see him as a good Joe and a bad Joe, you will have a good front door, which is white, and a bad front door, which is black. So it, it's, it's all reasonably clear in the story. But uh, uh, that's what we've had to use. So we've, we've had to build it around that. And essentially, it's just brick building. So we've been bricking like mad for ages uh, and, 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 and putting it with, together with the gantry, which we hire in, of course. So when you have, you've had your discussion with the director about what the requirements of the show are, you've done your own research, how do you start when you have a blank sheet of paper? Do you just do the work in your head first or do you start drawing things out? Well, I see, I, I understand what he's looking for, you know, and what, what are key points, entrances, exits, that sort of thing, where, where the action's being played and how we, <clears throat> how we can best represent that. And it was clear, as I say, that, that we, we needed a gantry. So there's an upper level, and then you've got these two doors through which Joe comes on and off. Uh, the rest of it takes place in the front there. So it was that discussion about what we need and, and where, 
um, and in what location. It's north London, outside some fairly rickety old houses that are due for demolition. Uh, and, we, and we started from that. So I then uh, mapped out a, a rough drawing of what I thought he wanted. We discussed it. He, he offered some suggestions and we tweaked it a bit. Um, but in the end, we came up with a design which uh, he was happy with. Um, so I could then draw it out to scale on uh, on a set plan for the stage. And then, you know, ticking the box from him. And then it could go to uh, our lighting people, our sound people, to consider what, what they need to do in terms of doing their jobs on that on that set. So that, that's really how we, we came about it. We had to hire a few things in. So we've got a scar cloth in. We've hired him from the Yvonne Arno Theatre at Guildford. Uh, and we've got a car, a pink car, which... You may have seen um, and uh, a gondola. Um, come and see the show, and you'll know <laughs> where they fit in. Uh, and, and, and they've been hired from a, from another company in Eastley, so uh, we've had to bring those in. And we've just been working our way through. Um, there've been uh, the occasional production meeting, uh, and then nearer the, nearer the time, we've had what they call dry texts, which are really very useful and running through it all. And then you you see things that maybe you you know you haven't considered or you need to tweak or whatever and even down here this this week um the steps leading up onto the gantry we've had to move from one side to the other because they simply don't fit on stage right but they do fit on stage there. has the set gone up quite easily it's gone up amazingly easily oh brilliant we uh we were lucky enough to leave the flooring down here from the last winton players production which was gave us a head start <laughs> uh and the all the decking was delivered from the supplier on friday so the stage stage team could get on with that and they were doing that probably till about early afternoon getting all that together and making sure it all fitted and whatever and once we'd done all of that we could then put all the brick flats and f- effectively face everything uh, and put and put that all together which is which is what we've done um and uh you know and everything else has worked around it and today we've been tweaking and doing um uh titivating and covering and, and that sort of thing but of course while we've been doing that you know sound have been putting all their their equipment wherever and and same with lighting of course there's lots of that so we, we've got through very well we we were ahead of ourselves which is a bit disconcerting but uh, it's it's gone through really well and everybody's pulled together and done a smashing job i was just gonna say so now that you've seen it up is it what you imagined it yes it is actually it is it is we've just put some graffiti on it because it takes place in north london uh it's arsenal spurs so i could i i we put up the spurs on there we couldn't put the alternative. Uh, I won't go into. I know that. exactly what that is. Yeah. Sadly, the, the director is an Arsenal supporter, so he's having to live with up the Spurs on there. And no, we look at it now. It's 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 not far away from being finished, and it's it it looks great. And I think one, once we get the lights on it and everything, I think it will look fantastic. As I say, they haven't got lots of space, but then we've made sure that they rehearse in that little space at, at, at the hall, at Sir Peter's Hall. Uh, so that they know but there are some quite big production numbers in it so it'd be interesting to see how it all it all works but but it's great and then we've heard the music today as well that's sounding good if you like madness music so it's a uh, it's, it's it's all gone really well so um i think uh, hopefully our audiences will will enjoy it roger thank you very much for joining us here on the peapod enjoy the rest of the show thank you thank you very much the p stands for petersfield petersfield is special to me the peapod Coming up, we meet more cast and crew in this production. But first, here's your What's On Guide from Shine Radio's Chris Skinner. 
What's on in the Petersphere? This Friday, the 24th of November, is the Petersfield Town Christmas Lights switch on. All the entertainment begins at 5pm and we will be there with Joff and Claire playing all your favourite Christmas music. Sunday, the 26th of November, is Petersfield Arts and Crafts Society Christmas Sale at the Physic Gardens on the High Street from 10am until 4pm. Thursday, the 30th of November, is Advent Music for Ukraine at St Peter's Church, Petersfield, with the a cappella group The Free Radicals. This is a free-to-enter event with a retiring collection. And Saturday, Saturday the 2nd of December from 10am until 12pm is the Rosemary Foundation's Christmas sale at the Petersfield School. And you can see full details of many more events like these in our online events guide. It's at shineradio.uk. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. We continue our chats with those who bring a show together. And joining us now is Mary Carmichael, who's head of publicity. Hello. Mary, how are you? Oh, knackered. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again. Mary, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Looking forward to the show this week. So, publicity. Yeah. How big a job is it? Enormous. Is it? Well, it's potentially enormous. Um, it's multi-stranded and it starts right from the beginning. Um, in fact, in our previous show, we'd already got the posters ready for this one and we were selling the tickets. Um, so, you know, we are good to go very early on. Um, I don't know. It just involves sort of being on top of what the show's about, what's happening in all of the different areas so that you can kind of get the word out there. Um, It's posters, it's flyers, it's getting photographs done, it's media releases, uh, it's the programme and all the information that goes into that. It's getting the advertising in for the programme as well because we like that to be a bit of a money spinner. Um, It's the social media, um, writing all of that, planning all of that. Uh, I probably left a few things out, but yeah, it's it's quite. There's quite a lot involved if we want to make the most of it, you know. And every, of course, we're all amateurs, so it's squashing it in around everything else. As we're chatting here, Mary, in the background, there's some tractors going past. <laughs> it is not the band rehearsing. Let's just make that clear. No, the band is sounding really good, but they're quite a long way away from us now because <laughs> they're quite loud. <laughs> so it's the tractor run that's being done by young Henry, who is one of the children in need heroes this year for raising so much money. Ah, so social media. Yes. How big a part does that play? Um, increasingly more and more, as far as I can see. Um, I think back in the day, obviously, it was word of mouth. It was ticket sales in person. Um, now, yeah, people look online for, you know, their information about entertainment. So the more that we can tell them, or at least the more that we can get their excitement built up, the better. Um, so that's what we're aiming to do. When do you start? When does it all start for a show? Um, well, I suppose really it starts even further back than I've said because, um, you know, a, a show has to be planned into the schedule. So we've got some in the schedule now for a, a couple of years in advance. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what they are yet just in case anything changes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because things do. And so I guess you start thinking about it then. But, it, you know, the, any of the roles backstage are they're done by different people so it's not like somebody's appointed and that's it they do that forever there's a bit of ebb and flow of, as to who does what so um yeah there might be somebody else stepping in to do bits of what I've been doing I hope there is actually <laughs> and what are the ticket sales like 
Uh, they started off a little bit slow. I think um, uh, our house is not necessarily uh, your archetypal musical, so the, our, our usual um, clientele would not necessarily... It wouldn't necessarily attract them to start with, but um, we were trying to bring new people in. And once the word started to get out, the ticket sales have improved massively. So we've still got a few. Um, Saturday afternoon seems to be the 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 bit where there are most gaps. But um, no, it's doing okay now. It's doing all right. Now, in the past, with shows, you've you, you'd stand out in the square promoting it. Mm-hmm. Do you still do that as much, or is it? Do you step, take a step uh, back because you have the Facebooks, you have the... No, we're di- still doing that. I mean, we did a, <laughs> we did a little guest appearance at uh, the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago, uh, a sort of flash mobby type thing, and I'm using inverted commas because it, it was very ad hoc. Um, but, yeah, we did a, a little burst of songs and a little bit of dancing, got quite a lot of uh, attention, and uh, we intend to do that for our next show as well. But we do hand out flyers whenever we can, really. Um, it's, it's sort of slotted in around everything else. Thank you very much, Mary. Thank you for joining us, Mary. Good luck. We are now joined by Sarah Dove, who is a member of the costume team for Our House. Hello, Sarah. Hello. So how many of you are there on the costume team? There's a core group of four. Um, We've been working on the show since uh, the middle of summer when we were called together. And those of us who expressed an interest were uh, meeting in somebody's kitchen to have a chat about what the needs would be. Uh, so yes, we've we've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it because I've met three new people. So that's been great. Oh, that's lovely. Now, what kind of um, era are the costumes set in? Oh, a very good question. It actually spans the eighties to the two thousands, so it's about twenty five years. But it's largely contemporary in the sense that uh, the cast have been asked to provide quite a few costumes themselves for the big numbers uh, or for some of the more glitzy numbers we've uh, been able to hire quite a few and we've also bought in quite a lot as well which will go into our store for future shows but we've certainly relied in this show on some creative thinking from our cast Ooh, interesting and i see their school uniforms is there a school uniform based were any schools around here oh that's hilarious so some of the uh, cast are being uh Uh, performing in a number called Baggy Trousers, which is in school uniform. And some of them did go to a school local to here called TPS uh, that had a very similar school uniform. So they are reliving their school days and having a lot of fun with it. Um, And also enjoying being just a bit quirky and a bit naughty. Can everyone remember how to tie a tie? (laughs) Badly, yes. <laughs> they have. We actually. One of the things we said to them was, "Be creative with your tie. Find a way that makes it look non-regulation, and we'll be happy." <laughs> so we're, we're entering. We're entering show week. Mm-hmm. How much more involvement will you have? We really need to have everything sorted by now. We've been running numbers uh, with and without costumes towards the end of this uh, last week. Cast have been asked to bring in costumes and wear them as much as they can. You need to be comfortable. You need to know with if you can dance in them for a start, especially shoes. Um, and so they've all been doing that. Uh, so it's largely done. Uh, there is a dress rehearsal on Tuesday whereby the costume team will sit out front and point out anything that doesn't quite work. And then it's all a bit of a rush to get it finished. But it's largely done now. We're very pleased to say. <laughs> Sarah, thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the week. Thank you very much.
Coming up, we hear more about the Peace Sword Theatre Group's latest production. But first, here's a little something we're doing this Friday evening. And we'd love you to join us. Get ready for the big Christmas switch on with Shine Radio. It's Joff and Claire, live in the square, as the lights go on across the town. And it's all happening this Friday. Illuminating Claire. Joff Lacey and Claire Venice host the light switch on live in the square. We'll have live music, loads of fun. And the countdown to the moment the mayor throws the switch to light up petersfield join joff and claire live in the square see you this friday from five petersfield's shine radio we continue our journey laura we do indeed. And we are now joined by another laura who's a star of the show laura what part are you playing um i'm playing sarah uh joe's uh, girlfriend and um yeah, it's it's a good part. <laughs> so, what made you decide to audition for Sarah? Um, I think the the songs in the show are, are really fun. It's a really good part um, where you're sort of playing two parts because you're playing um, Good Joe's Sarah and Bad Joe's Sarah, and sort of contrasting the two. So, and it's just a great show. <laughs> so, we're we're covering today in this show what it takes to bring a a production together. What have you had to go through to bring Sarah to life? Um, I mean, there's the rehearsals twice a week, so that in itself is a bit of a commitment. Um, otherwise, there's, you know, all the work outside, learning your lines, practising the songs, things like that, um, getting into the character. I think the main thing with this one's been the singing side of things. Our musical director and director have been really, really good um, helping helping develop that side of things. And what songs are you actually singing? So I'm singing um, probably the most well-known one would be it must be love everyone knows that one so that's a duet with joe um and then nw5 which is um one of the other songs from madness well were you a madness fan before the show um i was to a point but now i know every word (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah some of the lesser known songs i think definitely now are ingrained into my brain (laughs) how much do you think there are going to be stage crew dancing in the wings a lot, I think. Excellent. <laughs> and the audience, maybe. <laughs> and what are you looking forward to most of all this week? I think just getting it getting it going on the stage and getting some feedback from the audience now because it um, gets to the point where there's only so much you can do and then you just need some feedback from the audience to, to what you're doing just to get that extra level of energy. Laura, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Good luck this week. Thanks. <laughs> The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. Now, Laura, sadly, musical director and director couldn't join us. No, they're, they're obviously very super busy this afternoon. There's a band call going on right now that both are involved in. So, yeah, our timing is off. Our time's off. But we are joined, our final guest this week. Probably one of the most important jobs, oh, especially, yes. for, especially for local societies, is the bar manager, Robert Ingram. Robert, raising money through the bar is integral to running a society, isn't it? Well, absolutely. But, you know, it's more than just raising money because my, uh, my philosophy is I want the show to start the minute people walk through the front door of the theatre. So what we do, we convert all the uh, foyer and we convert all the bar into part of the show. And uh, that puts everybody in the mood, uh, creates a really good end-to-end experience 
and, of course, makes the bar very successful, which raises money for the society. So it's all of those things that we try to pull together, which I think actually is quite unique in the world of amateur theatre. So you have been uh, setting up the bar today. What theme have you gone for for Our House? Well, I was delighted when I heard that we were doing Our House because as soon as the play is chosen, I think, how can we convert the theatre? And so we are turning the Festival Hall into a little subsection of Camden Market. So we have got the the uh, Market Tavern, we've got the Camden Cafe, we've got a fantastic vinyl record stall which will be selling records, we've got a vintage sweet stall, we've got a fresh produce and green grocery stall, we've got ska music, we've got reggae music and there's no question that once people come into the festival hall they'll know that they're back in the late 1980s in Camden ready to join the fun. How long does it take you to set all that up? Well, it's... um. We've done this quite a few times now, so I'd say it takes five or six months to think about it and garnish ideas and gradually build it. And then we've got a very small team. Um, the two of us sort of put it all together. And then we have a bar team who come in on the, on, on the nights and really make it all come together. Yeah, so I've been to a number of shows and mm-hmm. you've been doing this a while. Mm. Is it getting harder or do you look forward to surpassing your previous... The- Degree of difficulty is all around the show. I've been so lucky so far because the first time um, that I did it with real seriousness was with Chicago. And, of course, then we were able to create a fantastic 1920s speakeasy, which was very, um, uh, very easy to theme. Then we went on to Made in Dagenham and we created a 1960s Ford social club. Then, joy of joys, we had the Adams family, which, uh, you know, provides immense opportunity nine to five took us into a real sort of 80s disco theme and now we've got this 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 wonderful camden market now i'm excited because the next show is sister act so we're going to be turning this into a wonderful kind of ecclesiastical church environment so i'm I'm happy about the next show but beyond that i just hope they choose shows that i can theme up (laughs) Robert, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck this week. Thank you. I'm sure it's going to go splendidly well, and we'll all hear about how wonderful the bar is again. Absolutely. And just a quick message to your listeners that the bar opens at 6 o'clock each evening for pre-show drinks, and it's open after the show. So don't be shy. Arrive early. Enjoy some of our specialist cocktails. And by the time the curtain goes up, you'll be rocking and ready to go. Hang on. so there. Hang on. You've just thrown something in there, Robert. Cocktails. What are your cocktails? Well, we've got some... (laughs) Every show we have themed cocktails. Um, And this time, our cocktails... We've got one mocktail and three cocktails. So the the mocktail, for those drivers amongst our guests, is called Driving in My Car, uh, which you can imagine. uh, Lovely, a beautiful mocktail. Then with our three cocktails, we've got one which is It Must Be Love. And that's a very romantic and feminine drink with pink gin and Prosecco and so on. We've got the night drink to Cairo, which is a real exotic mixture of gin, cherry liqueur and fresh cocktail cherries, which is very, very nice. And our last one is Fesiesta, which is a real... um, exciting cocktail of Aperol, Prosecco and 
soda finished with fresh orange. Now, our cocktails have all been sponsored by the wonderful Fez restaurant in Petersfield, and we're delighted that they're supporting the show and we're able to acknowledge them in all our cocktails. Well, I'm there for the It Must Be Love cocktail. I can tell you that straight away. (laughs) There we are. There we are. I'll have doubles ready for you when you arrive. (laughs) Robert, thanks very much indeed. An absolute pleasure. Thank you. And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to Laura, my co-host, and our editor, M. Sefton-Smith. And, of course, to the whole Shine Radio team. So, from Joff and I this week... Bye! Get ready for the big Christmas switch on with Shine Radio. It's Joff and Claire, live in the square as the lights go on across the town. And it's all happening this Friday. Illuminating Claire. Joff Lacey and Claire Venice host the light switch on live in the square. We'll have live music, loads of fun. And the countdown to the moment the mayor throws the switch to light up Petersfield. Join Joff and Claire live in the square. See you this Friday from 5. Petersfield's Shine Radio. Shine.